Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 18th, 2020. I am teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, the Wonder Twins. I trust that this series has been a blessing to you thus far. This is part 46 of the series. If you have, if you missed any of the messages, just go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. All the messages are there or go to today's word, the website, all the messages are there. I'm telling you, this series has been a, such a blessing to me and to so many. The title of today's message is Your Character Will Be Tested. As a born-again believer, listen, your character will be tested. Let's get into it. James 1, 2 through 4, foundational scripture for the series. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can, for you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, the Bible says that it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where we want to get to. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says that there is a time, a season for everything, and everything is going to happen in your life. When, Rick? At just the right time. And then Genesis 42, verses 9 through 13. I stopped at verse 9 yesterday. Now I'm going to go from verses 9 through 13 from the easy to read Bible. The Bible says, then Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about his brothers. Joseph said to his brothers, you have not come to buy food. You guys are spies. You have come to learn where we are weak. But the brother's like, no, 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 sir. No, we are your servants. We've only come to buy food. Listen, we are all brothers. We have the same father. We're honest men. We've come only to buy food. But Joseph said, no, you have come to spy on us. He was messing with them. And then the brother said, no, sir, no, no. We, we, we are servants. We've come from Canaan. We're all brothers, sons of the same father. There are 12 brothers in our family and our youngest brother is still at home with our father and our other brother died a long time ago, our other brother, the guy that was talking to him, died a, lo a long time ago. No, sir, we're not here to mess with you at all. Listen, we're not here to spy. We're just here to get some food. Okay, so what does this mean to you today? You're like, well, Rick, that doesn't seem like it means a lot. No, 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 no. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. My job as a preacher is to pull it out and to explain it to you. There, there are three things I'm going to share with you on this morning. What does this mean to you today? Three things. At this point now, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions Focus in three things. Number one, here we go. Never, look at me, never settle for any less than what God said. Never settle. As a born again believer living by faith, you should never settle. Yesterday, I left off with Joseph seeing his brothers for the first time in over 20 years. In our text, Joseph accused his brothers of being spies. They adamantly refused. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, but no, he then. He kept pushing it, kept pushing it until 
they told him what he really wanted to hear. See, Joseph, these 10 brothers were his half-brothers. His only full brother was Benjamin, and Benjamin was not there. So he wanted to see if Benjamin was still alive. And so as they were talking, it came out that, no, we have another brother, and he's at home, and he's at home with our father. So this told, the, told him, okay, daddy's still alive, and Benjamin is still alive. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because of this. When the, the 10 brothers bowed down to him, that was the completion of the first dream. But in the second dream, Benjamin was there. In the second dream, his father was there. Watch this. So now uh, Joseph is still like he was investigating to find out if the second dream can come to pass. Here's my point. My point is that he didn't settle. He didn't settle for just the first dream. He wanted all of it. He wanted the fullness of what God said. He had been through enough already. It would have been understandable if in that moment when he saw his 10 brothers, if he lost it, right? It would have been understandable if he went off on them. It would have been understandable, but but then he would have missed out on the second dream. So it he, he maintained his composure in order to see the full manifestation of the promise. See, some people, because of the pain that they have endured while they've been waiting on God and, oh, Rick, I've been waiting on God for a year or something. This dude waited 20 years to get to this point. But let's say, for example, they've been waiting on God and they say that, oh, it's been hard. It's been long. It's been arduous. This is painful. I am tired. And so the, anything that looks like a blessing, they'll take it. Even though it's not what God said, even though it's maybe just a portion of what God said, anything that looks like a blessing, they'll settle for it. Listen, do not settle. Do not ever settle for anything less than what God said. People are like, well, I'm believing God for this. I've been believing God for so long. Maybe it's just not going to happen. Maybe, okay, well, you know, if maybe I just take less then. Maybe I'll take a portion of it. Maybe I could, I could you know, whatever. I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need the whole thing. And no, stop. You want what God wants for you. You should, your life is about what God wants, not about what you want. And if God showed you something, then you want everything that he said. Never settle for anything less than what God said. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, the testing of your faith and the testing of your character are not the same thing. So for weeks, we've been studying the testing of your faith. Your faith will be tested. And the text that we've been studying, James 1, 2 through 4, tells us that the testing of your faith produces patience. It develops patience, patient endurance, right? And so when you have this patient endurance, you mature. You are maturing. You are growing. But watch this. While your faith is being tested, your character is going to be tested as well. And the test of your character is also a true, the true litmus test of your maturity. If you want to know if you are mature, you need to have your character tested. Joseph waited 13 years for his breakthrough to come, right? So he spent 13 years through pain. In those 13 years, he had the pit phase, the Potiphar phase, the prison phase. Now the 13 years was over. He got his breakthrough. He got promoted from prisoner to prime minister in a moment. Now, so now he's the prime minister of Egypt. Seven years of plenty have passed by. Now they're in the seven years of famine. So by this point, it's been over 20 years since he saw, he saw his brothers. And when he sees them, he hasn't seen them in 20 years. And these are the same 10 dudes that wanted him killed. The same 10 dudes that sold him off as a slave. The same 10 that were just looking at him to his face saying, our brother is dead. But 20 years later, 
Joseph had already stood the test of faith. You know, he, he stood in faith for the dream. He stood in faith. His, his, his breakthrough came, right? He got out of the prison. He was the prime minister of Egypt. He had a wife. He had two kids. He had money. He had power. He was the number two man in all of Egypt. He had it going on. He had a protective security detail. Uh, he had the best clothes on. All of that. You could say he had passed the faith test. But now in this moment, he was going to be tested in his character. The question is, would he pass the character test? While he's looking at this ten, and his 10 brothers, listen, to be clear, Joseph could have been like, to his, his security detail, I want these men killed. He could have snapped his fingers and they would have been killed. Just like that. He could have got revenge just like that. But just because you can get revenge, it does not mean that you should. God is love. Love is not something that God has, something that God does. The Bible says that love is who God is. And because God is love, the Holy Spirit will lead you to overrule your emotions, to overrule your flesh all the time. If you are going to obey God in a moment like this, like Joseph did, then you are going to have to maintain your composure even when your emotions are going crazy and maintain your composure even when you clearly have the power to get somebody back for what they did to you. But if you maintain your composure and you don't get them back, it is a true test of your character. And if you pass this test, it is a real indication that you are growing as a believer. Now, pause for a moment. I want you to pause for a moment and put yourself in Joseph's shoes. You know what they did to you. In that moment, would you pass the love test? Do you have enough character to contain yourself, to restrain yourself like Joseph was? Or would you lash out in anger and pain? This is a test of your character and it's a much different test than the test of your faith. At that moment, watch this, the test of Joseph's character was being proven within the internal jury of his soul. Let me say that again. At that moment, the test of Joseph's character was being proven within the internal jury of his soul. My question for you is, would you pass that test? I want to say that I would, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm just saying, mm, there's a part of me that the Brooklyn is still in me. You know what I'm saying? That little bit of Brooklyn is still there. So I'm like, mm, but I would love to say that I would, but would you pass that test? I'm talking about your character being tested. Not your faith, but your character. All right, number three, and finally, number three, you can destroy everything that you've been working on in just a few seconds of uncontrolled anger. You can destroy, you can lose everything in just a few seconds. While your faith is being tested, your character is going to be tested as well. So there Joseph was. He's standing in front of his 10 brothers, the same 10 brothers that betrayed him, the same 10 brothers that almost had him killed, the same 10 brothers that sold him off as a slave, the same 10 brothers that said to him, our brother is dead. But Joseph was not in a hurry to expose himself. He was, he was dealing with this, with this jury, the jury of his soul. His character was being tested. Now, if he still harbored, watch this, this is where your, your, your character comes out. In that moment, 20 years later, if he still harbored bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness in his heart, he would have lashed out at his brothers. But if he had truly developed into a man of God, then he could, in that moment, love them despite what they did to him. Joseph had the power, once again, to have them all executed 
But instead of killing them, he was more focused on the promise than the pain. He was more focused on, on the second dream. If he had had them killed, he would have canceled out the second dream. He, it would have never manifested. My point is that many today forfeit God's best for just a few seconds of uncontrolled action. Some lose their families over a few seconds of uncontrolled passion. For what? I mean, I mean, why you're going to lose your marriage over that? A few seconds of uncontrolled... Listen, you have a spouse. They're going to give you the same thing this other person is going to give you. Control yourself. I mean, my goodness, some lose their careers over a few seconds of uncontrolled anger. Joseph remained in control of his spirit, his soul, and his body. He remained in character, and he calmly expected the manifestation of the second dream. As I close, let me give you some final points. God wants to manifest every promise he's ever said to you, but he wants you to get the full thing. He wants you to have the full manifestation of every promise before you die. Your expectation should be to see God's best in every area of your life, and you should never settle for anything less than the fullness of it. Discipline is the ability to make decisions that take you towards an expected end. Joseph exercised discipline. You, If you want God's best, you are going to have to be a man and a woman of discipline. Your decisions matter. Your decisions will either bring you closer to God's best or it will take you, your decisions will take you further from it. You have to master your emotions and you have to exercise discipline. Do not allow your emotions to control you. You control your, your emotions. If you allow your emotions to run wild, you can abort God's best and you will do it for just a few seconds of uncontrolled action your character is going to be tested. This is not a message that gets you like super duper excited. This is not one of those high five your neighbor, do three backflips, run around the church kind of messages, but it's a message that we need. This is a message about maturity. This is a message about growing up. For you to grow up, you got to walk in love. For you to grow up, you can't harbor bitterness, unforgiveness, malice in your heart. No, no, stop. God is love. You got to be, look at, look at the people that did you wrong. You you know that their pain can't stop your purpose, but even then in the moment, I've had many opportunities to get people back. Let it go. God is the God of, of justice and recompense. If God wants to get them back, if God wants to allow them to, to reap a negative harvest on the negative seeds that they sowed in your life, that's between them and God. But I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not going to instigate the process. Let it go. You walk in love, control yourself, and pass the test of character. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm talking, this is how we grow up, y'all. This is how, this is what it looks like to be a mature believer. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I will never settle for anything less than what you have spoken over me. I open my heart to your dream. I walk in faith in order to see the full fruition of it. As my faith is tested, I am developing patient endurance. Along the way, my character will be tested as well. I will have moments when my emotions are going crazy and when your spirit will lead me to choose love over selfishness, peace over revenge, and calm over anger. Your spirit will remind me that you are love. And since you live in me, 
I am to walk in love as well. I will pass those tests. I walk by faith. I add patience to my faith. And I walk in love every day. I refuse to abort your best for just a few seconds of uncontrolled anger. Your vision restrains me and I maintain my peace. <laughs> Living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org. All my notes will be there and click on the subscribe button and put in your email address and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I'm launching you. Go into this day. Walk in love. Maintain, pass the character test. Don't go out there seeking revenge. Let God deal with that. You walk in love. You be you. You control yourself. You maintain yourself. And so pass the test of faith and also pass the test of character. Leave me some comments in the chat on YouTube Live or Facebook Live and share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.